guys, it is Allison from Allison Answers and Logger Counseling Services. I have the best badass, unbelievable guest on my show today. His name is Mike Fallett. So, Mike, I'm just going to ask you to sit back. And it's going to be a while because I'm going to tell you about him for a while. So I feel super cool and comfortable having Mike on this show because I know he'll deliver. I know that whatever he says, you're going to get value from. I'm just letting you know. I have experience with him professionally and just, you know, in different arenas. And he is amazing. He has helped me so much just in my own entrepreneurial journey so and personal journey. So and we can we'll possibly go over that. Or maybe I'll just talk a lot about him after the show. Like I'll do a whole shit talk and we'll just <laughs> that you can listen to and be like, what? You just said that about me? But anyhow, so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him. First of all, this guy, and I'm gonna have to read it because it's so damn long, what he's done in his life. Look how young he is. All right. So I'm gonna read a few things to you because I can't remember it. Okay. Mike Fallett is an entrepreneur, a risk taker, and a man who loves true stories. Okay. He started his first business at the age of 23 years old when he became known. I shouldn't say known. He became his own real estate agent and bought a four unit rental building. Who the hell does that at 23? Okay. Just saying growing up in a family, and this is big with non entrepreneurs, he realized pretty quickly that he could not follow the path of the norm. And that's what stands out to me about Mike. Every time, anything I look at, whenever he's faced with um, a norm, a mediocrity, he kind of deviates and does something different. So basically, he realized pretty quickly that in order to get ahead in life, he had to play the game differently. With no money, no connections, he had his, his story as a way to differentiate himself from others. After years of failure, he finally was able to start making money from one of his entrepreneurial ventures. His first level of success came in the idea of putting a book out into the world and turning it into a bestseller, which this guy did. Now I'm going to just say one thing. I'm going to say, sit back, Mike. Just lean back because it's going to take a few minutes. I'm going to read you how many books he's, this guy's written. Look at him. He, he has written 14. Can we call them bestsellers? They're all they're the I would say probably ten out of them are bestsellers. I oh, stopped doing the bestseller on 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 a few of them because you know once you're a bestseller, you only need to be a bestseller once. By the way, thank you, Mike. But okay, so <laughs> he's only had ten. All right, or whatever. That was a okay. that was a subtle jab, by the that way. Was like, you know that was yeah. Well, yeah. Well, oh yeah, 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 to me. That's a okay, he sucks because my book is still in the, the works and I just am never delivering to him. So this is the problem, but I will. But anyhow, these are his, his books. I'm reading them out loud. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Attract, he's going he's gonna to jerk his coffee. He's going to hang out. Attractive story. He knows it's going to be a while. Attractive storytelling. The art of the comeback. The true art of real estate. Rockstar dreams to affiliate marketing. Book marketing hero. Becoming a story master, unbreakable, six principles to reset your life and become unbreakable. That's pretty badass. Table of dreams, how I went from network marketing. Wait, how I went from so long, how I went from So, so that one right there, yeah. table of dreams is actually uh, uh, one of my first clients that he, he wanted me to be a part of that book. So it's not all me. That was actually a, a Lloyd Williams book. And I was just uh, a, a contributor. 
I'm very sorry about that, Mike. I just saw your <laughs> so name. And I, listen, Lloyd. Lloyd, what's his name? Lloyd Williams. Great Lloyd, guy. shout out to Lloyd. Master. Master, Master of network man. Marketing. Okay, Lloyd, I'm plugging your book. Table of Dreams, how I went from network marketing's biggest skeptic to top income earner, probably because he knew Mike Fallett, but that's just <laughs> what I'm saying. The Art of Network Marketing. Kid Dreamer. Start 365 starting now. The True Art of Business. Zero to Hero. How the most successful people got their comeback. Scary Story Starters. I don't know where the hell that came from. Um, yeah, that started from zero and inner circle millionaires interviewing millionaires is what is happening in that book. So basically, I just want to say that Mike has written, as you can see, 14 books personally, right? Um, and he began his company, Dream Starters Publishing, and he's published over 200 titles. Isn't it 230? 237 is the actual Ooh. number of bestsellers. Yes, 237. <laughs> I can't even keep up. Okay, 237. And mine actually is not on there yet because he's still waiting. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Okay. Um, okay, Two. so 237 titles for entrepreneurs all over the world. Oh, I'm going to dig on you with this one. Known as the man who started from zero, the bad boy of books. Okay. There you go. That's the best one. That That's is, the you must one. love that. You love that <laughs> shit, don't you? I have well, to say something. Well, the whole thing, and you're talking about mediocrity in life. When I started to make books attractive and like the bad boy image, it made me break away from the normal book guy. And that's how I won in the early, early days. I mean, I would give women shoes when they would sign up to uh, do a book in the very beginning. If they got a tattoo of our phrase, we gave them a discount. All of this was basically turning me into this bad boy of books where there was sex appeal involved. It worked. I don't, I don't know. Just Holy don't. shit. Okay. Can I just say something about this guy? Okay. I bust his chops about his sex appeal thing that he does, which I'm not even going to go. Maybe I will. We'll see if he gives me the okay. But the thing is this guy, and I want to say about the bad boy of books, that is so smart. That is so damn smart because, you know, like I am the biggest nerd there is. But when you're a nerd and you have an edge, you are like hot. Let's just yes. say the truth. Yes. And then you're a patriot like this, this bad boy right here. But I want to <laughs> say something about him, bad boy, because I really need to say it. This man is not your bad boy as we understand. This is a man who is up early, who's disciplined, who takes care of himself, who shows up when, he's t when he has an appointment. He, you can, you can set your watch on this guy, this guy you can count on. He's a good man. I've had, because when I sat and had to do an interview with him for my book now more than once, um, basically I have to share my heart for four hours with this dude and basically sobbing, crying about my life story. And this is the man who's understanding, compassionate, shows love and is there to help people's dreams come true. So even though he's got that shit that drives me crazy, the whole sex appeal thing that I want to punch him for, he is a really true good man. And he's a man of God, and he's a patriot who loves America, and I feel the same way. So I just, you, you know, much. I can't rave about him enough. I have to say a couple. He runs the Patriot um, Entrepreneur Group known as Mike's Inner Circle, which I happen to be a part of, and he's amazing. 
his philosophy is pretty simple. The greatest marketer wins. And his marketing is him. He just shows up. He delivers content. He gives things to people constantly. And he, that's how he markets. And you can explain it better. The entrepreneur who has the best marketing, the most books, and the coolest story will win every single time. 100%. And time. that's it. So we have Mike here because Mike is going to tell us about how he has crushed mediocrity and how, how basically I just want to hear from you. I want you to tell us about like how your, your thoughts and your feelings and your mindset have dictated either in a negative way or in a positive way have made changes in your life. Like with the power of thinking, feeling, mindset. Can you do that? Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. First off, greatest intro I've ever had of all these podcasts I've been on and everything. Mm -hmm. That's the best. So I'm saving this. I don't know if anybody's going to top this. So thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, but you know why? Why is it the best? All because I, I think it's the, the most truth. heartfelt and, 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 and we really do know each other, right? So like mm -hmm. we work together, we've been to events, 365 Driven, we're part of the same groups. I mean, you know, there's no, uh, there's no masks anymore. Yes. Like it's basically, we know each other and, and, and I think it makes it easy for people to really give recommendations, heartfelt, real recommendations. Yes. So that's great. You want me to do a little video on anything there? I'll tell people about you. I'll <laughs> rave about you. Thank okay. You, so you. tell yeah, us so, how you crush mediocrity. So it, it all starts whenever I was in the corporate world. Okay. So I've been an entrepreneur since I was 23. Now, when I say entrepreneur, I was, I wasn't a full-time entrepreneur. I was still like, you know, making a little bit of money here and there doing the real estate, uh, trying all these entrepreneurial projects but I go, I'd go out there and I'd fail miserably four times in a row with all kinds of different startup ideas, you know, rewards programs, event companies. So I wasn't considered a 24 seven entrepreneur yet. I was learning the ropes. The fifth one succeeded, which was a direct to home dog product service. And I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was making enough money to live off. And the way I look at it as success, any success, does it bring in more money than it costs? And that's the way I define this, this business. It was hard to get to this point, but I created a dog product service called Doggy Surprise, which was very similar to BarkBox, but it was a little bit different and way bigger, actually. Anyways, it turned into some money. And so people started coming to me and saying, you know what, Mike, uh, you, uh, you started this business. Can you help me out? You know, tell me what you did that's leading to this success. And I'd say, well, I failed so much. Here's what not to do. So I started helping people. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this business, I could really go full force, but I'm, I have this corporate job on the side. I'm 30 years old. And now I'm at this, this, this fork in the road where I'm like, okay, do I leave the corporate job and go all in on this business? The corporate job makes me 75 to a hundred thousand dollars a year without even thinking. Right. So it's like so much comfort. The reason why I had to get that was to pay down debt. I went into severe debt, the first four failures. So here I am at 30 years old and I'm having a drink and it's my birthday. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I am miserable. I hate my life. I'm not thrilled with it. The business, even though I love the entrepreneurial stuff, you know, it, it, it really just became this, this thing that, that resulted from what not to do, right? So I just started to follow this path of, okay, you got to keep it very, very simple. Something that I, you can rely on me and me alone. I don't need to have programmers. I don't need to have designers. I don't need to have investors. I could do all this on my own. So I could build this it's total self-reliance. But here I am now where I'm thinking to myself, oh man, I'm not really happy because my mind is divided. 
I could take this path where it's really comfortable, this mediocrity of life of just get a paycheck, you, your food is taken care of. Like it was so nice to be able to buy food. I swear to God, this is yeah. the way I look at it. And so I had this, this, this um, decision to make and, and that was it. I said, you know what? I need to get away from the corporate job. I'm getting too comfortable. This caged animal who I once was is now becoming, or this wild animal who is now becoming caged is losing his edge. So I go to the corporate uh, boss and I say, I'm leaving. I'm going to go somewhere else that is going to allow me to work on this side business more and more. So I could go, I could dive all in on my entrepreneurial dreams again. Well, they had a big problem with that, turned into this big dispute. It was nuts. And here I am now fighting for my ability to go and work other places in court. I actually take these people to court. So here I am in court fighting for something that I don't even want, which is a job. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it for principle. Like this is the way I look at things. It's all based off of principle. So like if I go in 45 years from now in front of people and I say, man, you really got to fight for what you really believe. And I don't do it when I'm 25 or 30 or 32 years old, then I'm a fraud. So I have to do it because of I know the better story in the end of it's going to be more relatable to the, the average person. So I go and I fight in court and I lose. Anyways, now here I am. Now you I lost? have debt. I lost in court. I'm sorry, lost. I thought you were going to say lost. you won. We went to federal court. Yeah, federal court, okay. I lost. Corporations okay. always win in federal court because they can just drag you out and yeah. cost tons of money. Of course. But I got them to spend $100,000 to keep me from working other places while it cost me $10,000. So technically in financial terms, I won. Anyways, <laughs> here I am now. Now I'm in debt for the attorney. I don't have any job. There is no safety net at all. Uh, in, in the doggy surprise business, is kind of reliant on a little bit of money to keep it going. So the doggy surprise business, I'm starting to like let it go a little bit because now I'm like, okay, I need to go for a bigger home run. Well, people started coming to me and saying, hey, you got doggy surprise to make money. I see you all over these events. You're doing well. Teach me how to start a business. So I was like, you know what? What I'll do is I'll just write a book. And so I wrote this book and all of a sudden overnight, my life changed, okay? Everybody started coming to me online and saying, you wrote a book. It's an Amazon bestseller. Phenomenal. Can you help me? I started getting speaking gigs. I started getting a, attention from people I never thought I'd get attention from. And that was whenever I was like, oh my God, this, this failure, this devastating starting from zero again mentality led to this decision where I had to just like shoot from the hip as, we, as, as I like to say. It's just yeah. go for it. Put a book out there because I have nothing else to lose. When you have nothing else to lose, that's when you can go all in and win really big. Like that's the only time. I would never write a book and put it out there with such emphasis and such energy if I had all these other things providing me with income. I needed this for this to work. It, it, it taught me this power of writing. So not only did I write a lot more after that failure, but it also – got me to think of like, okay, well, if I'm this writer now, if I'm going to become this writer, where am I going to end up 20, 30 years from now? So what's funny about this mediocrity talk is I wrote my dream obituary right around the time that I put out this first book. And wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? I wrote my obituary. dream obituary. Is that the book? No, no, no. My first book was called Dream Starter, the startup business guide for the diehard entrepreneur. But as I was writing, I also started to see the power of writing. And so I started thinking to myself, well, whatever I write, there's, it's almost like it could come true or it is true, or this writing is clearing up my mind. 
So what I'm going to do it. is I'm also going to write this thing called a dream obituary. When it's all said and done, hundreds of years from now, maybe, what are they going to say about me? So I would actually, I sat down one day and I just typed up my dream obituary. The way I want to be remembered is this, 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 and this. I had a lot of friends. I started a lot of businesses. I wrote a lot of books. And here I am right before the book comes out. I have all this stuff written down. And I realized that everything that's in that dream obituary is not who I, who I was at that moment. I didn't have any books. I wasn't doing any speaking gigs. I wasn't doing any of this starting helping people start businesses. This dream obituary shifted my mind and saying, well, holy shit, I am on the wrong path. This is everything I did before all this is wrong. What am I doing? This, this dream obituary, this, this hero of mine that I want to be remembered as, that's the path. That's the path to away from mediocrity. This is the dream. You're killing so that, me. You're that gave me such they gave me such energy to finish mm -hmm. the book, push it out there because in the dream obituary it says wrote lots of books. Not one, not two, wrote lots <laughs> of books. And then it also said helped a lot of people start businesses. Well, I didn't start help anybody start businesses then. So in my dream obituary, I was like, okay, this is the this is the roadmap, if you will. Now, every decision that I would make going forward for the next couple of years was based off of what I wrote there. If it does not lead to this, I'm not doing it. I don't care. But if it does lead to this, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to do it. So now here I am. I have this book business. There's not bringing in money yet. I'm here by myself writing books for entrepreneurs. Lloyd Williamson and a couple other people creep into my DMs on Facebook and they say, hey, it looks like you write books. Can you help me out? And all of a sudden... I started to get traction, okay? Now, it wasn't just me doing the average marketing as we just talked about in the very beginning. It started to get into the whole, let's get as much attention as possible with as much flair, with the, as much differentiation as I could possibly do. Now, no money in advertising, right? So I can't advertise. I can't spend money on that. What could I do? Well, I can involve models, well, I can involve. <laughs> yes. This is where I get pissed off. Okay. I'll hold so, it so here no, I am, good. this nobody no. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, putting out models with <laughs> books and shoes and tattoos, and we'll write your book in 30 days. And all of a sudden, it just started to click. Now, what happens then is that it leads to, you know, tons of clients and it's all referral based more than anything. So it, it, it turns me into this book guy. And then that leads into entrepreneur stuff all over the, the board. I mean, I'm in, involved in you know mobile home parks and you know patriot groups and and all kinds of cool stuff. But it it didn't start there. It started with just let's be known for something, and let's be known for some type of service that's actually really hard to get done. Let's do something that's hard because this this is recession proof or this is uh, technology proof. There will always be books. There will always uh, be a need for writers. The, the key here is know where you're going, that dream obituary. Second part of it is, is whatever you want to do, you got to get very specific on that service that you provide and then be as different as possible. And if you follow those three pieces right there, that's going to get your foot in the door, which is going to not just be the start of the dream. It's going to be a start of many dreams because now you can take those principles and apply to an insane amount of pathways and mediocrity uh, it doesn't even cross my mind. The, the average, <laughs> the, the time that I start feeling mediocre or if I'm slipping or 
ah, I got to this, this peak. Let's see what other sandbox I can play in. It just becomes part of your DNA. And you know, I, I hope we get into the identity and chasing the wrong things because. Oh, we're doing you, that. Yeah. Because when you start to do this, the, all this cool stuff with great people now, yeah. what, what, Allison, you can probably attest to this. Yeah. You just start feeding off of yeah. their successes yeah. and their stories and your life then changes. The water level raises. I have to just comment because I took notes on what you said and I'm, I want to just wow them again with you because this is super important. There's things that you said. I'm sure you, maybe you don't even know you said them. I'm listening to you. I just happen to do that as a, for a living. So I just hear shit in the background. So basically the whole time you're talking, there's a, there's, there are points that are repeating throughout your, what you're saying. And the thing that I'm just hearing throughout your whole journey is here you have this guy who is continually future focused, right? This is what you're doing. And I just want to tell you, I just came back from Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the number one thing that we are learning, that we learned, and it's just unbelievable, is that you we tend to, our body is a record of memory. We tend to feel into what we've already felt, the feelings we're addicted to, the life that we're living. You, ha you have these four businesses that now are not succeeding or whatever was happening. You weren't getting your traction, but you, you did this thing where you stayed. You just stayed. Like, like Jim Rohn says, you know, how long do you wait for a baby to walk? Until it does. <laughs> and yes. basically, that's you. That's your life. That's what you do. So when you write, you tell me about this dream obituary, I just have to say this, and I want everybody who's listening, do this. Because I just came back from this trip where a Dr. Joe is talking about that you, that with faith, you know, I'm a person of faith, so is Mike, that basically you have to create your future person and keep your eyes on that because the entire world is rebooting the old person because it's what they know the future is is the unknown and nobody wants to go into the unknown because it hasn't happened yet so they repeat what's already happened because they think they know how to do it they know how to feel sad they know how to you know and there's secondary gains to failing and being a victim you know you get juice from that you know it's very compelling to be a victim and you know what? You badass. I'm sorry. I'm complimenting you the whole time because what you're delivering today is going to change lives. I want everybody to take notes. Look at, I just want to say what I wrote. Look, this guy repeatedly day in and day out, in spite of current day reality, looked forward. You know, I lay hold of my vision. Obstacles must give way. He didn't give a shit about where he was. He was staying until the baby walked. And basically, he gained traction because he never left. Don't quit before the miracle happens, for God's sakes. And this dude just doesn't do that. And he said, the way I want to be remembered. So we end up repeating who we are every single day. And then we feel sorry for ourselves. Same relationships, same, same, because our thinking is just on a loop. Mike takes the 9% of his thinking and he creates shit instead of reacting to the things that are happening around him. He doesn't care what's happening around him. Maybe you care, I'm being dramatic, but okay. But you know this, so I'm, I'm gonna stop there. But now how you said, I hope we talk about um, how that 
that um, those old places that we're that we stay stuck in this. I'm using different words. Right. But yeah. you wanted to talk about that. Right. Identity. Identity. Maybe Tell chasing yes. the wrong things. Yeah. Uh, you touched on something there. I, I don't mm -hmm. believe you find yourself. I don't believe it. You create yourself. Okay. Mm. Yes. That's the way I look don't. at it. I think yes. we, we agreed on that when we were talking 100%. about your book. Right. Yes. You create how yeah. you stand, how you feel, mm -hmm. what you build. And, and when, you know, I, everything comes back to this book that, that changed my life, but I manufactured this thing, right? Not only did I live this story, these principles, I manufactured this trophy and then I used this trophy as a weapon and this all of a sudden started getting eyeballs on me. So I wasn't chasing anymore. I was attracting. Now, so Go back to the, the creating as in compared to finding. Wait, if something you, you said. I have to say something. Th can I just say it? Because I don't want to yeah. forget it. You said you went like this. You saw something. Everybody wants to write a book, right? You said that. Yes. Everybody wants to write a book. And you said only 3% do or something like that. But finish. you they made something. Finish. Yes, like me, but I'm doing it this month. So basically, think about this, Mike. You, you took something like a true entrepreneur that couldn't be done in people's minds. That's so hard writing a book, so hard. And you just hand it on a silver platter. The, the few unfortunates who have it handed on a silver platter and still do nothing, well, that's something else. But basically this man takes you, something that it feels insurmountable and he makes it, you can do it. You, take, you took something so hard in everybody's mind and you made it accessible to the world. Okay. It, it, I'm going to let yeah. you talk now. Thank you very much. And the reason why is because when you're writing a book, it's a spider web and you're making basically 25,000 word choices. Every word choice becomes hard unless someone else keeps you on the train track, unless the Socratic method, unless there's a question, answer, question, answer, which keeps things relevant. So, and then you have an outsider who writes it without your emotions attached to certain aspects and gets the, the nitty gritty lesson and the nitty gritty stories and then makes it a real book for the consumer. So that there's a couple pieces to that. Anyways, when you start to create yourself, okay, now you can, you, you start to have a little bit of success. Do you know that that is the ultimate confidence booster? When you are able to manufacture something from your brain into real life and it works, the, the audience likes it, people enjoy it, it helps them that confidence will spill off into other parts of your life. So now you could say, well, if I could write, maybe I could speak. If I could speak, maybe I could lead. If I could lead, I could grow a team. If I could grow a team, oh my God, people, I can get people to you know, make the most of their life. Oh my God, now you have all this influence and impact on, on other people's lives. There are people who reach out to me left and right and say, man, I've, I read that book and it changed my life or that quote that you said or that podcast interview, it really helped me. Or even an Instagram post, like, think about how insane that is that your Instagram post may help someone. Anyways, when you start to feel this confidence, you now take bigger shots, right? Because now you have all this momentum. Momentum is something, once it's there, you better keep it. If it goes away, it gets harder to get back. Yeah. So this momentum, keep it alive. If you have a lot of energy and you're rolling with things, keep, keep taking shots. It's a numbers game. Even if it fails... You're still taking shots at other things. That's why I say when you write a book, get on as many podcasts as possible. Write as many books as you possibly can. The the per, the Pareto rule, I think is how you say it. Pareto or Pareto rule. Yeah, Pareto. 80, I love it. Prince, oh yeah. The 80-20, right? 
what that means is people are like, oh, well, you know, 20% of the people in the world make all the 80% of the money or, you know, all that crap. <laughs> exactly. That's one way to look at it. There is. That's. <laughs> but what if it's the other way where mm-hmm. pretty much 80% of the stuff that you create, no matter how good it is, is going to fail. It's going to suck. Mm-hmm. It's going to be terrible. But 20% will lead to the income, the relationships, the opportunities. So if you create a lot of stuff and you're relying on that 20, 80-20 rule, 20%, if you just know that as long as one out of five things works, that's that's science. That's like the law of the universe playing in your favor. And now you can just keep doing it. Keep Just keep shooting. And I, yeah, I don't but Mike, check it. this out. Let me say something about this. 20% of your effort, Mike, my effort, produces 80% of the results, right? So now, but Mike, you just said, as you're describing your history, is that you honed in, and that's what you do. You hone in on the 20% that's gonna produce the 80%. You pay attention to the 20% of the effort, and you discard, and friendships, you discard the 80% that's giving you nothing, and you focus in on that 20 to produce the, is that too complicated? No, it's not. You're basically, it's a constant, it's never ending, right? It's yes. fine tuning left and right, left every single day. You're always looking for the 20%. Yes. People will say, I only want to shoot for winners. Well, guess what? You're, you're, gonna, you're never going to get anywhere. You, you want this to be a smash hit for this one book, right? Well, it, you may, maybe, but if you say to yourself, I'm only focusing on what I can control. And this 20%, if it's 20% is a success... I win. That's it. Yes. 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 But you see, you take your wins, even if it's this big and you, you, you see them and you appreciate them, which is a state of receivership. Mm. So now as soon as you appreciate the dime you find on the ground, now it's $10. Now it's $10 million. Yes. This is what most people do not do, right? They don't appreciate the little, so they never value the big. You appreciated way back that little doggy surprise thing you had going on. You saw something. You kept going. That is, a, that is such a key to success. We, people are looking everywhere at what they don't want. And they're focused there. Wherever your focus goes, your energy flows. For God's sake, this is a spiritual principle that science has caught up with. It's fact. I'm going on my rant. I'm going to stop. No, that's dead on. And anybody listening, please take note of that. It's it's what you focus on. And if Mm -hmm. you focus on what you're grateful for, hey, I got a client. Oh my God, I'm glad. Now all of a sudden, your vibe, your energy is, uh, your dopamine in your brain goes sky high, right? Yep. Now, when your energy starts to feel that way and and it's represented in everything you do, how you walk, how you speak, everything... Do you know what happens is the energy from other people with the same frequency sees that and they say this person either has what I have or has what Mm -hmm. I want. And it's a a magnet. Yes. It's a vibrational magnet. That's exactly what it is. And and, and and vibrationally, people will, if you're a mismatch, they're flying out of your life, life, like a centrifuge. It's like gone, right? If it doesn't work. Damn right. The mediocre people, right? The people who want to stay where they're at will mm-hmm. start to exit right. <laughs> They're yes, going to go exactly. away and the mm-hmm. right people winter. Exactly. You, you know, there's something you said, you said, when I, um, when I was able to take something from my brain and put it into reality, you see, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We are forgetting that thought is, is 
electric and it's energy and it moves faster than the speed of light. We are so based in matter, in feeling, which is chemical. Chemical not produce anything. Electric energy produces actual because you move into the future when you can go faster than the speed of light. You so you can create into the future with thought, and that's exactly what you and but you know it. You say it, and you you're taking things and you're you're making things that are future based that are I don't want to get weird, but I will that are basically in the fifth dimension where God resides and you're done, you're bringing, you're magnetizing them back to you and, and dumbing them down into matter. <laughs> it's That's what you're doing. I'm sorry. This is a little much, but Mike, yes, this is what you're doing. If you can, yeah. maybe this is business one-on-one, but if you could see what other people can't see and make it real for them to see it, that's where the money's at. That's where the attention's at. That's where the power is. Because if you can see a property, whether you're investing in property mm -hmm. and see something that everybody else does not see, and it could be, oh, that's a beautiful, they could put an awning, a porch, new windows, uh, or they could do all this. Oh, but I also have the connections for the money and all You see a whole path, right? The 99% of people will drive by and see like, oh, that's a terrible looking property. I work with a lot of real estate investors. They're doing it in regards to properties. What if you could do yeah. that with businesses, startups? What if you could do that with your life? Some people will go home every day and they'll say, man, this looks like a beautiful house and it's my white picket fence, and but I'm not really that happy. Some people will say, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Everybody's vision of everything is different. But if you can see something into the future that's not there yet and then you know work your way there, make it happen, all of a sudden, this this identity of yours now is being shaped as someone who could build something from nothing. And when you have that ability, you are unstoppable. Jordan Peterson always says that if you can be articulate, if you can read and write, you are unstoppable because you can communicate your vision to other people mm -hmm. and get them to believe in it. And therefore it comes to life. So the same thing happens. You have to do it for yourself first, right? That's going to give you the confidence. And now it's up to you to articulate it to the world, show your vision to them so they believe in it, so they can help you build amazing things. I got to tell you, Mike, you're like preaching, just like um, Dr. Joe Dispenza was talking about, that if you do not have a created, um, this is kind of like neuroscience and quantum physics combined. If you don't have a signature, if you don't, if you have not created like the thought pattern in your brain, for the thing that you want to create, you're going to drive right by it. And you just basically said that you're not going to see it when it comes. So that's why in order people are, people want things for, until they get, land in their grave, that people go in their grave wanting, you know, we can want our whole lives to have things, but can you create it in your mind first? Because there's two creations. There's always the first creation is in our mind, in our thoughts, always. It's never not. Right. And so this is your question, like to everybody out there, what are you creating in your mind? Because I can promise you it's being delivered. You know, it's like, just put your order out there. Right. <laughs> oh, I like Believe that phrase. You suck at something. Yeah. Just place your order, you know, and you, it's, it's going to come. So you want, so it's almost like people don't want to say, they don't want to say things that aren't true now because they're not realizing this concept. They're saying, well, then I'm lying. No, you're not lying. You're actually more lying by living now in the bullshit you're living in that you don't want to live. So now they don't want to say, you know what? I'm, 
I have a six pack. By the way, this man has a six pack. The only reason I know it is because he's freaking flaunted it on social media. I wouldn't have known it. But anyhow, it, he deserves it. But the, my point is he didn't get a six pack by not seeing it first and deciding to do it. The power of decision. But now I'm going on my own rant. This is not. I, I love how you say you yeah. take an order, but also it, it's not even just what you think to yourself. It's what you say to yourself. Bruce Lee always says that you, you don't even don't even joke around about yourself being less than who you really are because your body and your mind don't know the difference between joke and reality. Yeah. So if you start to speak to yourself in a certain way, I am the best. I am the best therapist. I am the best tax consultant. I am the best book creator. I'm the number one book creator. I'm the number one book creator. You can say it to yourself over and over and over out loud, speak it into his existence. Then all of a sudden that becomes part of your software. And then all of a sudden that becomes part of your automatic response. And so if you say to yourself, just like you said, if there's something bad happens or any opportunity arises, most people drive right by. If you are saying to yourself, whenever something bad happens, there's opportunity on the street. So as long as I know that something that comes across my path that seems bad, there's opportunity there. If that becomes your automatic response, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you have an advantage in every conversation, every business deal, every relationship, how you respond. When, the, when everything hit the fan 2020, yep. I kept thinking to myself, okay something good is coming from this and there is opportunity here. Now's the time to strike. Most people, 99% of them was, were, were thinking, let me go into my shell and just wait for the storm to pass. I would rather go out into the storm because oh, my yeah. DNA now says, if there's nobody on the streets, there's some sales out there. There's some deals. There's some ability to make mm -hmm. moves and get ahead of the curve. And, and that is part of this redefining yourself. You know, when you're talking about identity you know, you, 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 this transformation, it's so cool to look back in old stories of how most people talk about stories in, in regards to transformation. And yeah. that's what well, I want to get in a second here, but say it. Yeah. And you yeah. can transform who you were into someone who you are not at that moment, but you're becoming, it's painful, right? Changing your social circle, changing your identity, changing how you speak to yourself, your body image. It is difficult. It's worth it, but it's extremely difficult because, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And if you could transform yourself and you could find, redefine yourself and then chase it and go through all those hardships and difficulties and come out stronger on the other side, all of a sudden now you have not only momentum, but you have a leg up in every aspect of life. You've done it. You know, you can do it. You can inspire other people to do it. And no matter what comes your way again, it's already in you. It's, it's already done. Yeah. Okay, yes. another shitty situation. I got this. I got it. No worries. And so, what I what I want to touch on, and when we were before the podcast, uh, I was talking about this uh, with someone at the pool the other day. When it comes to Superman two, have you ever seen Superman two? I've seen Superman, but I don't know which one is two. But I love Super, Superman. Su Superman two is the best one. But it basically is where Superman becomes human. And then oh. from human back to Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Okay, so the writer of this movie is brilliant. And I think that they are trying to send a message. But this is how you guys can think to yourself whenever you're going through this transformation. Some people will chase the wrong things. You know, they think that their identity is over here and it's not there. And maybe they become unclear of where they're going in life. That dream obituary is not as clear as they really, really want yet. So when they make moves, they are chasing something. The moment you feel like you made a move and you become weaker as a person, 
You know, maybe you make more money, but weaker as a person, you're not as strong. You don't have the confidence. You have the courage. You're, you're kind of reliant on someone or something. Now, all of a sudden, that's the wrong move. Superman goes into the shell because he realizes, okay, I, I don't want to be Superman anymore. I want to just get the girl and I want to give my life to the girl. Because oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. This is me. I just want to give up everything that I've been given. I've done all of this personal, uh, you know, deposits of life and I've, I'm able to fly and, and I'm able to change the world. I'm done with all this. Let me just get the girl because this is who I'm supposed to become. The moment he does it, he's weaker. All right. And you may say, oh, it's romantic because he's given himself. But now all of a sudden his world starts to crumble. He starts to bleed for the very first time. Lois is, is not as thrilled with him as he, as he, as he was when he was Superman. <laughs> so this guy made the wrong move. Okay. The world crumbles. He loses all of his powers. He gave up everything of what he was given his real identity to chase the wrong thing. Now. And then there's another cool little piece to this movie is that he goes back and asks for forgiveness from his father. And he says, please, I made a mistake. And then he gets back into the little tunnel to change himself yeah. back. And it's painful as hell. Going back into Superman is extremely painful. So if you're out there and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, whenever I'm making this transformation, if it feels painful, that's got to be the wrong move. No, no. The pain is what's turning you into your potential Superman. What makes you should should be aware of it is that if you make a move and you become weaker and maybe there is no pain because when he transferred into a human being there was no pain it was just oh it's gone yeah. the, the pain is usually leading you to who you're supposed to become where the real superpower is at where the real success is what 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 you're here for the real identity and and at dream obituary if it wasn't hard it wouldn't uh it wouldn't be there because if it was easy to get and it would get, get in one day, then it's not really a dream anymore. And Jordan Peterson, I, I bring this up all the time, but he yeah, talks about again, the hero and the gold. Okay. This is such a cool piece, guys. If you guys want to look up Jordan Peterson, I know you're a Jordan Peterson fan, right? Yeah. Allison? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. Cause you were telling me about him a lot. Yes. Tell me. He says, mm -hmm. he says about everything that scares you. It, the, the reason why it scares you is because it, it's it's usually what you know you have to do, okay? So there was all, back in the day, the original stories of human beings is that there was this hero, there was a dragon and this dragon who hoards gold. And sometimes there was a story with a princess and he was chasing a princess. But anyways, this hero could, could make this decision to just stay away from the dragon, but he wanted the gold, right? So he had to go and fight the dragon to get the gold. Now think about how stupid this story is. What dragon hides in the lair and just keeps gold? <laughs> but it, the principle was what, what it was trying yeah. to educate kids. Yeah. And I don't know if they put it in this clear as terms as like Jordan Peterson does, but everybody has something that they want. And the reason why they don't get it is because there's a dragon in front of it, whether it's Love that it. body, whether it's that business, whether it's mm -hmm. that income stream, whatever. Some people wake up every day and they say, I got to go fight that damn dragon. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to win. And the smaller that dragon is, the chances are you're going to win. Some people wait for that dragon to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And you never really worked on your skill set to kill dragons. So now yeah. you're screwed in life. So yeah. the bigger the dragon gets, the less skilled you are, the, the less chance you're going to get that gold. And so if you could just start to think to yourself, okay, well, the more I push this off, the, the more I delay it, the less chance I'm going to get what I really want. And so I would wake up chase that dragon, hunt it down. If I get beat up, I, I learn something. I come back the next day, whether it's a business or a relationship or anything. 
And this transformation of you, the listener, when you do these certain things day in and day out, it becomes part of you. You become a fighter. You become a warrior. Now you're a guy or a girl who chases dragons and kills them and gets what they want. So that in itself becomes part of your DNA and you become your own version of Superman because it's painful. It's never easy, but usually whatever you want, whatever the hell you're looking at or dreaming of, there's some type of resistance and it's up to you if whatever's on the other side of that resistance is worth it or not. You know, I got to say there's so much content in what you're saying. And I'm thinking like, you know, it's either you win, either you win or you learn, you know, and I, I would pose the idea that the dragon in any of our lives is inside and it's the perception of the obstacle and the dra and the dragon if you can get to the point where you see the dragon and you see the dragon without teeth that you can walk oh, right through yes. it yes you, you know how bad i want to say the, of the dragon. yeah so basically yeah so it's and that's what see you see the dragon as opportunity i can hear it in your voice and in your energy like your excitement you see it and like you know in this way of like you know i'm sl i'm a, i'm a, i'm heroic but but the thing is, is that you're heroic over the inner, you know, really thinking and feeling and and the old stories that tell you you can't do these things. And that, could you also speak to one thing you said? I and I believe this 100 percent incremental change living in the now, the now dragon, whatever that is, the moment you wake up, I wake up and OK, what am I afraid of? Well, what, what can I first of all? People wake up sometimes or tell themselves they can't do things. To me, incrementally, every stinking day that you face and go inward to the dragon, you don't ever fight outside because it has no power. Always dragon. inside. So basically, the whole world is tinkering outside and trying to control people, places, and things as opposed to in order to make themselves conquer inside whatever they have to do because anything we have to do it has to do with what what's going on inside of us mm. you know what and you have a badass thing going on inside of you because you've changed your wiring you have created a, a, a whole different perspective on life that no dragon is a dragon hard things aren't hard it's like that's not hard you know like nothing's hard we just say it's hard because we like to feel bad because we're addicted to being in a victim mentality and like we get a lot of juice from that emotionally and people feel bad for us you know well, well it, it, yeah. it goes it goes to the the testament of i don't give a shit about the dragon right you you don't care the dragon's the dragon there's always going to be a dragon it's Expect do it. i have what it takes do i have the want to go yeah. pick up my sword and fight that dragon why are we shocked every time we see one <laughs> expect it and be okay with it like that's cool right yeah can i use a jesus reference I mean, yeah. So like, this is, I love this. Like when Jesus was going to be um, captured for the first time and killed and you know, all of that, the, before he was actually killed, he, there was this angry mob, you know, and they're going to kill him and they're there. And it's like, they're, they're gonna, you know, there were barbarians back at that time. There was like no, there was no like mercy for anyone. Women, children were like stoned in the street. So think of what are you dealing with? So Jesus is like, it wasn't his time. So he just walked through them <laughs> and nothing happened. Oh, it had zero. 
you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Like, would you walk through an alley of like gangsters? I'm going to like blow your head off or whatever gang member. No, but he just, he commanded from the inside. And also the story of Jesus in the boat. And then I'm going to be quiet. I don't know. I'm on a Jesus rant. I'm preaching it. I love it. Jesus love in it. the boat. Okay. This is you. Well, I'm not calling you Jesus. God, blasphemy, kill me. Okay. But basically, no. no. But Jesus in the boat, freaking storm everywhere around, right? The men on the boat are freaking out, throwing things over, and they're doing what men do. They're freaking out. They're reacting to the storm. Jesus is asleep. Jesus gets up from being asleep and peaceful, and he says, um, wind and waves, be still, and they stop. So he commanded from the inside and changed the outside circumstance. He, the, the men, like we do, we react to it and try to change the outside world with with matter changing matter can't change matter with matter can't you can only change matter with wave jesus is coming from a peaceful emotional spiritual electric magnetic state and commanding change into the environment drop the freaking mic <laughs> dead on okay. and what she just said there guys is that there's always going to be a storm, you know, and in one of my favorite movies, Count of Monte Cristo, you just made me think of it as, yeah, and he's, do it. by the way, who, uh, uh, the guy who plays the main part is very spiritual, very, very Christian. Um, but he always says like, you know, life is a storm and what you do when that storm comes is what makes you who you are. Oh, who yeah. cares about the storm? It's the, the reaction of how you see yep. things, what you do whenever, can you control the storm inside? And that's all that matters. That's so, so good. Now, let me just say, oh, we're, we're, we're going to be out of time. Oh, my God. Can you, will you come back and, and talk again to me? Absolutely. Man, I swear to God, meeting. I've done a lot of podcasts. Yeah. This is probably the most fun uh, in recent memory. We just, I'm telling you, this is a solid episode. So oh, uh, yeah. I am thrilled with this podcast. And I definitely want to come, come back for sure. Listen, we can do something where we make shit into some sort of book thing, pod, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. You got to go. Let me say something about, I have to ask you one question before you exit. What is one solid state of wisdom that you would like to drop here that you feel has transformed your life and your identity? I wish so much we could talk about your identity because I love what you said about that. How you uh, changed. But. I would say that... I would say there's there's a couple of different things when it comes to that that really help me find my identity and yeah and and it, something that's super crucial, um, but everything that I do is I'm working backwards everything. So going back to that dream obituary, whether it's that book of how it's going to be used, you never write a write a book until you figure out how you're going to use it. You never start a business until you see how it's going to actually help you, even if it fails. Um, everything that I do when it comes to identity is I work myself backwards and everything is a means to an end. If you do, I even said this to someone who's starting a business recently. Hey, if you create a bunch of podcasts, it has to be a means to an end. If you create a bunch of videos it has to be means to an end, identify your end, everything in, in everything you do. And if you do that, your identity becomes someone, like you said, in the very beginning of this podcast, you become a person who shows up on time. You're, you become a person who's consistent. Because your end is so clear, so defined that you are able to 
connect the dots, match everything up and say, if I do this and do this and do this and do this, it leads to this end. And that's all I really, really care about. Everything is a means to an end. And if you don't show up, if you lie, if you, you know, don't follow through with your commitments, you become a person who has low value in society. And nobody wants to remember a low value individual in, 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 in high regards. So everything comes back to where are you going? Reverse engineer it. Put everything in basically step by step. If I do this, then this, then this. And that will lead me there. So that's what helped me create identity. And now when I go out to places, my confidence level is higher. My ability to speak is higher. And it's all because of, you know, I almost said to myself, I need to become this person. And it doesn't take 30 years to become that person. I can no. be that person right now. Exactly. And the moment you feel results yes. on your way, you, you, you live uh, every day as if, thank God I have time to become this person. And that's probably the best way to put it. Oh, I love it. And you are the absolute best. You sound just like Jim Rohn. He said, never start a day till you finish it. Never start a week till you finish it. Never start a year till you finish it. Never start 10 years till you finish it. Make sure you know where you're going. You are amazing. I want to thank you so much for being on this show. Can you tell people where they can contact you? Please contact. You don't, I don't even have to say please. You're going to want to. Because he's going to pull you towards him because he's created it already. This should, this should already happen. So And follow me on Instagram at The Dream Starter or TikTok. I'm getting crazy with that. But uh, you could follow me probably a couple different platforms. I'm looking to, uh, to really promote uh, dreamstarterspublishing.com. So if you want to take a look at that, you'll see all my uh, accounts there. Follow me. Get in touch. Reach out if you have questions. I'm here to help you bring your story to life. Yeah. And you know what? One thing about Mike, I know you have to go, but I just want to clarify when somebody says means to an end, Mike is never uses me. Well, I just, cause that can be, that phrase can be misconstrued. Mike is a man of integrity and kindness to human beings. And he adds value. He gives more than he gets. And then he gets more and just gives more. So it's not about, you know, ever using people. He just, so I, so I know that people hear that sometimes. So I just want to make sure you know, that, that Mike is a man of goodness. Okay. Thank Be blessed. I adore you. And June 3rd, uh, July 30th book is done. <laughs> That's right, guys. Stay tuned for her book. And I can't wait to help promote this. So thank you very Yay! much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're the best. I'll see you soon. All righty. Okay. Bye. Okay, guys, let me just say to you one thing about this man. So I want to just kind of recap. Um, that interview was just incredible because, um, and the reason I knew it would be incredible is because of who Mike is. And, um, I've had the professional experience of working with Mike in writing my own book and going through, and in the course of writing my book, I've had several, um, things happen in the interim. One of the things that happened in the interim is I went away for uh, several days to a beautiful place to write uh, this, the last edit of my book. And during that period of time, I would work from five in the morning until 10 at night. But I was really blessed and really enjoying the experience. And I was just away in like the, in this beautiful mountainous place, um, writing. And I did that for three days straight. And at the end of that um, visit, when I was complete and I had everything, it was a very emotional experience because I was writing about personal things as well. What had happened was 
the um, my computer, my laptop crashed, and every single edit that I had done over those whatever amount of hours those were, thirty or something hours more, I don't know, um, was gone. I spent the next seven hours trying to get back all of the material, and uh, I never did. So it kind of screeched my process that was just, I was supposed to launch this book months ago, and I hadn't. And Mike has been there every step of the way, supporting me and helping me through it. But then I had a personal tragedy happen to me, and I haven't been back on podcasts since. So when I had that personal tragedy, it was very, very difficult. It changed my entire life in every single way. My entire life has shifted, you know, every way, you know, work, you know, my family, every single aspect of my existence has screeched to a halt. And what Mike had done is that we met again. And then we talked about that. We're going to now have to add the unbelievable tragic life change because the way that I have um, addressed this change in my life, basically day three, you know, after this tragedy, I knew I had to quickly scurry in my mind and my heart to find the good in this tragic loss. I had to not allow all the massive loss, because the loss is insurmountable, to not allow the loss to be the dictator of my future. So I needed to moment make momentary changes, momentary little um, steps every day to see what was there that was valuable in each moment that I was in. Not denying the tragedy, but creating more and more goodness, seeing more of the gains because eventually the gains will, at some point in my life, be larger than the loss was. So, and I've been very dedicated to that. And what I have seen is that when I do launch this book, when that does happen, which is going to be this month anyhow, what I do see is that when I add the value of this incredible experience in my life of being really in a great place in my life and having everything really most people could ever want successful business, really like healthy, happy family, like a lot of really great things. Um, amazing marriage, like really great things going on to then have all of it change overnight. So what that has done Going from, you know, I've always talked about, you know, from tragedy to triumph, because a lot of my life has been that, but it's created muscles in me as a human being that has created outcomes that is so far surpasses external things. And it's very hard for people to understand that unless you've really had to wrestle through finding greatness in the darkness. And it is an unbelievable experience because it makes something out of you that you never could be without it. So what I want to say, you know, as also a plug to Mike, is that Mike is just there for that, you know, and there's no real personal gain or professional gain for him to have to make the changes, to do the things that he has done for me, just emotionally to have the conversations about how to change the book and be a real good friend to me and business um, you know, connection. So I just want to just 
say thank you all for listening. And I'm really glad to be back doing podcasts. And um, it was a great kickoff. I want to thank Mike for being my first, my first return. He's the first podcast I did. Coming back, it's been since it's been like a you know, three months since I've done a podcast because of, you know, this, this incredible loss in our lives. So um, I'm really grateful that Mike was the one that I kicked it off with. So talk to you guys soon. Allison Answers and Logger Counseling Services. Please, please, please subscribe. Write comments. If you, you can find us um, at loggercounselingservices.com. I'm sorry, loggercounseling.com. You can find me Allison Answers on Instagram. You can find me um, Allison Logger, L-C-S-W-C-A-S-A-C um, on Facebook. I also would love it, love it, love it if any women out there who are listening would join my Women of Excellence Facebook group. We have an every single morning I drop a under five minute video giving a challenge um, that will change the female brain and the growth mindset to create a new life and to help women to get out of people pleasing, um, get out of not being able to say no, get out of um, worrying what other people think, uh, emotions of guilt, anxiety, anger, all the things that women struggle with and don't have a platform to literally incrementally day in and day out do small things that for 24 hours will make a literal change in your life. The, the unbelievable transformation that has happened for the women in this group is just unreal. And all you have to do is come listen to the videos. I'd love it if you commented. You have to request to be in the group, but I would really love it if you would because I, I am on there every day. Any comment that somebody makes, I will answer. I never, ever leave a comment unanswered unless I make a mistake and miss it somehow. And then we also have a membership. I have a membership for um, a more exclusive group. It's more therapeutic. And what what I do is I do it's I have a different topic every month. And this month's topic up, upcoming is codependency. And basically, what we'll be talking about, I deliver a one hour Zoom live call where everybody participates. I speak for thirty minutes, and then you ask questions live. I talk to you and. You know, we work through stuff that, you know, women are going through. And then um, every week, the beginning of the week, you have a week long challenge where I deliver a about a 15 minute to 20 minute video. And then you have a like a PDF or a, um, uh, a writing thing that you do every single day. But it's short. It's simple. We do not do things that are hard. I don't do anything that's going to cause more stress in people's lives. And I never want people to approach it that way. But it's a membership that you actually sign up and then you have a monthly membership fee. The fee is super low right now because um, the women who are in it are in the on the ground floor and they're helping me create it basically because I ask them what topics they want. And until it reaches a certain amount of people, I'm not charging a large amount of money per month. So it's a, it's a low ticket item that I have, which usually something like this, you know, I mean, for people to see me or to, ha to have this kind of content is a lot more money. So I'm really trying to make it so it's available for people. And you can find that. Um, you can even call our office. It's 516-221-2123. You can email me at Allison with one L at loggercounseling.org. Logger is spelled L-A-G-E-R and Allison is A-L-I-S-O-N. So um, and even if you have a question for me, 
Um, I am happy to answer your questions. If you DM me or whatever, we're really pretty good at, um, I like to be connected to the people who, you know, are here, who are following me, who are supporting me. I like to be, you know, not like a distant person. I like to be involved and I really do want to know you. So I want to thank you so much for listening today. And I just, I just hope you are blessed, blessed, blessed. Have your socks blessed off today and have a great day.